Welcome to The Scrumptious Woman with Juliet Caraman. This is a sacred space where we embark on a profound journey, reinventing the most intimate relationship in life, the relationship with yourself. We look within, uncover and reclaim the territories of relationships, intimacy, sensuality, kink, spirituality, embodiment, communication, parenthood, and grief. Through this podcast, we challenge ingrained beliefs and address taboo subjects. Awareness truly is the first step towards self-love. Welcome once again to The Scrumptious Woman, and get ready for an adventure as we dive deep into your essence. Together, we will receive, reveal, rewire, and restore the secrets to living a more scrumptious life. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode. Yesterday, I was speaking to a journalist about what happened in Glastonbury this year. So Glastonbury is this big festival in the UK and lots of bands, lots of people. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people that come. And I was talking about this Scottish singer called Lewis Capaldi and he's a young young adult young guy and wrote this beautiful song Someone He Loved uh, amongst others now what happened last weekend is that he was very vocal about what was going on for him emotionally and he was beautifully emotionally mature about actually asking for help and this is where normalizing your feelings, normalizing whatever is going on with the mental health problems or issues that you may be facing, and actually speaking about it out loud in front of a crowd of a hundred thousand or more people, it brought back, it brought home to me how beautiful it is that we can normalize this, that we can normalize speaking about mental health, that we can normalize speaking about anxiety, about feelings, about emotions that have been holding us back, that we choke up so much that our body actually won't let us sing. So what happened is he sang a song and it all went well and then he noticed that his voice was going and he it out. He was honest. He was curious about it. The crowd was loving it. And he was asking, hey, I'm going to need your support here. I'm reaching out to you to help me, to support me. And how often do we wish that we could have done that, right? So what happened is that the whole crowd was singing his song. And you see him in this YouTube video, emotional. He's walking the stage as he's listening to these thousands of fans singing his song at the top of their voices, the, the emotions coming through, supporting him, uplifting him, telling him by singing his song, like, hey, we got you. You don't have to do this alone and I know it's been in the press a little bit and when I was talking to this um, 
was journalist last night. This is like, I know in October it's mental health day. And it's really, we try to have one day a year that it's normalized to talk about a certain subject. So October is mental health. I forgot the day, I think October 10th, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and that's when you'll see if you're on social media, a lot of influencers, a lot of uh, actors, a lot of people that, that have something to say, a lot of leaders and thought leaders actually bring awareness to it. And again, as I always say, awareness is the first step towards self-love. Once you can start becoming aware of how you may have something that is holding you back from performing your life in the best way, from living your life in the most scrumptious way, in the most divine way, in the most pleasure, and the most fun, and the most abundance that you can have. But if there's something that's holding you back, then there's often such shame associated with that. There's such a stigma. It's like, oh my God, I should be perfect. Or I should be a certain way. Now this young man, Lewis Capaldi, he also doesn't look like a rock star. He doesn't act like it. I love it. And he is completely different. So he will when I've seen interviews with him, he goes on wearing his t-shirts, being himself. He doesn't have the beautiful lights, the, the polished cars, the polished looks, the dance moves. He is authentically himself. And that, although it attracts a lot of criticism from people, because there are a lot of trolls on the internet, it also attracts people's heart. It shows his humanness, his approachability. And isn't that what we're all looking for? We're looking for someone that we feel like, oh yeah, me too, I understand you. And that is the beauty of empathy, right? That's the beauty of what happened um, this weekend. People understood how he was struggling, sang his song, supported him, and really had that become a beautiful experience that will be talked about. Not only by me, but by lots of people. It's in the press at the moment, and it will be remembered. So the stigma of being different, of acting different, of looking different, of being yourself, is then completely removed. So often we feel that we have to perform a certain way. If we're a pop star, we have to look a certain way. We have to be, we have to be like all buff and skinny and, 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 and muscular and, and wear these cool outfits and be hip and act a certain way and talk a certain way and drive a car and do, you know, and be at the certain parties. That is maybe what's expected of you. But then if you can really tap into the sovereignty, that authenticity, that essence of who is you, you can be whatever you want and you can have people accept you. So again, bringing awareness to mental health, 
to emotions, to noticing where you can reach out for help. Brene Brown talks about empathy and talks about how, um, how insecurity festers if it is left alone in the dark and how doubt and insecurity and then just this, this sense of not belonging festers in the dark when you don't shine a light on it, so when you don't bring awareness to it, and you don't share it with anyone else. And this is really where the whole Me Too movement started before it became a whole sexual movement. It's like, oh, when you're in a community of like-minded people or people that you trust, and if you can be vulnerable enough saying, hey, I need help, I struggle with this. Or even instead of just of saying you need help, just saying, hey, I have all these thoughts that come up. And I feel unworthy. I feel unlovable. And at the moment, I actually can't speak. Can you hold space for me? When you do that, most people around you will say, oh my God, me too. But I see you. I see your brilliance. I see what an incredible artist you are. What an incredible mother. What an incredible wife. What an incredible entrepreneur. What an incredible athlete. Whatever it is that you are because they see it in you. And oftentimes you don't see it in yourself. But that, what that creates is empathy, the light gets shown on it. And then there is no shadow anymore. There is no feeling unworthy anymore. All of a sudden that person then becomes like, wow, there are others like this. I am not alone. Because the biggest fear that we as humans have is that we are alone. That we are the only ones out there that are this strange, this odd, unlovable, you know, like no one else understands us. And that is often a trap that we can fall into when we have anxiety or when we're fearful of certain situations. Like no one will understand. I had this client that um, was terrified, terrified, terrified of airplanes and massively intelligent man. And he knew that the chances of actually having an aircraft, having a crash in an airplane or dying in an airplane is so much less than getting run over by a car, say, for instance. And logically, he knew all of this, but his subconscious was keeping him in that anxiety loop, in that fear loop. And that is often what we forget. More than 80% of our everyday actions are governed by our subconscious mind. They're unconscious. We don't know how, how we breathe and exactly what we need to do. We can't, you know, put it, we can put attention on it, but we don't actually know how completely, how we're not aware of it. We're not, we're not thinking, okay, I have to breathe. And then the breath brings oxygen to my cells. And then that pumps through to my blood. And then on and on and on and on it goes. Yes, we've understood this. And medicine and science has us understand how it works. But we're not consciously aware that every breath, this is exactly what happens. Our subconscious drives that pattern. 
but our subconscious also drives a pattern of, in this case, of being absolutely terrified of flying. Uh, a trauma response coming in, his body starting to sweat, his hands being clammy, sweaty, he's starting to shake. All the thoughts that came in are just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to crash. And this is often what happens to anxiety. Our body really goes into that fight, flight, or, or freeze state. You know, in that dorsal shutdown, we cannot actively, our brain, the, the, the active part of our brain, the, the cognitive part of our brain just completely goes offline and we are in that response. Now, with hypnotherapy and with a lot of the processes that I've been teaching you is to fully feel it, to go through it and to become one with it and then to move through it. But hypnotherapy also has you actually find a different way just as you communicate to your subconscious knowing that your subconscious is always trying to keep you safe and then for it to find a different way and the funny thing is with hypnotherapy I've noticed where a lot of people are like I don't believe in that it's like but we are living in trance most of our lives if you think about when you drive from from your house to work or to school to drop the kids off and you've done this several times. The first time that you do it, you'll probably need directions or a sat-nav. And then yeah, the time after that, you might still need it. But you know, after five, six, seven, eight, nine times, ten times, you do it on automatic pilot, right? You kind of go, you don't really remember that you passed a red car or where you took a night. I mean, oftentimes if you have people really recall exactly what they did, how they got there, it's like, oh in a bit of a daze it's like do you remember every day that how you brushed your teeth at what time it was you usually just remember when something massive happened and then you'll remember the date the time for example when princess diana died most people remember where they were if they're a bit older at the time that the man on the moon you know all these kind of things when something which is significant for you happened, you will remember where you were at that moment in that time and space. But the normal things kind of happen in a trance. So by using our awareness, by, by training our subconscious to do, to create a certain thought pattern, to create a certain action step, and by listening to this, Oftentimes for 21 or for 30 days, we retrain our mind, we rewire and we recode beliefs into ourselves, into our subconscious that then become the new pathway. They become the new pathway of doing certain things. So all of a sudden you'll notice that you're not afraid to get on a flight anymore. That you're just like, oh. Yeah, I had that thought. Or, you know, when you get on the flight with this man, in particular, we had three sessions, three hypnotherapy and then our four sessions. And the first time I talked to his subconscious and to ask if it was willing to find a new way to keep this man safe. And without me knowing or without 
it's not annoying just to give me an indication and his right little pinky started moving you know we talk directly to the subconscious we ask for a finger on the right hand to move and it was moving like a little I was going to use some curse words here, but maybe not. Um, and I was like, wow, okay. Then we coded in exactly what he wanted to feel. So I asked him at the beginning of the session, what, how do you want to feel? It's like, I'd like to feel more relief. I'd like to feel more relaxed. And when I think about flying, that my whole body just stays relaxed and it doesn't go into this and shaking and that, that I feel like I have absolutely no breath. So after these three sessions, after already the first session, he was at like nine when we started. And at the end of it, he's like, I was like, okay, so if you feel into your fear of flying now, if you, if you scale it, if you rate it on the scale of one to 10, where is it? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest, where he'd been in nine before. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of like the two, two and a half, maybe. You know, I still think I have this fear of flying, but then when I feel in with my body, I don't really feel that same fear anymore. And there's not that tightness, there's not that grip on it. So I had him listen to um, a tape that I made for him or, or uh, a recording that I made for him. God, it shows my age, right? Tape <laughs> recording that I made for him. So I had to listen for that until the next session, which was, I think, nine days afterwards. Then again, we reinforced the belief that you know he is safe and that flying is safe for him. He feels absolutely at ease. It's beautiful. Recoding that you know, he's feeling gorgeously relaxed. His hands are unclenched. His breathing is calm. He feels completely at ease in the plane. And this is how we can move through anxiety. Because anxiety are those thoughts. And those thoughts are what governs the actions. And the actions are what governs our life. Right? So by moving those thought patterns, by moving those images, those body sensations, by moving through them, that is how we completely repattern, recode, rewire, and restore the belief that we are safe and that there is absolutely nothing to fear. So just like that, was a beautiful session for this man that had been suffering with that. We don't often think that anxiety or a belief that or a fear of flying is anything you know, that a mental limitation. But if you really look at it, we have so many mental blocks, so many emotional blocks that are holding us back from living our fullest life. And the more that awareness that we can bring on this, the more that we can shine the light on those patterns and of, of those, whatever we mean, it's whatever we make it to mean, because honestly, we as humans are meaning making machines, right? We feel a tightness in our chest and we're like, oh my God, I'm anxious. What am I anxious of? Let me think. Like it's, oh, it's the way that this, this man looked at me and it could be, but sometimes it's just like, hey, chill the fuck out, take a chill pill, 
Yeah, let me just see what's going on here. Let me do the body sensations. Body sensations, okay, there's a tightness in my chest. There much that's coming up. Actually, I'm seeing my chest with like a vice around it. Great. What's the thought? It's like, wow, that's that's that looks like an iron fist. It looks like one of those um, cartoons with like the Hulk, but done in, in gray. And the body sensation, we know that it feels constricted. And then kind of what's the emotion there? It's like, it's not anxiety. It's just pure curiosity. So let's move through that curiosity, feel that, experience that. What now comes up? It's like, that has lifted. That's no longer there. And that's where we get to a point of choice. And choice is so important. Choice is how you can either call in your audience to help you. Choice was this man that came to me for the fear of flying. He all of a sudden had choice. He could get on a plane or he could not get on a plane because it really didn't matter to him anymore. But when you are left in a situation where you are so in your head and your body is reacting in such a strong way that you cannot do anything but freeze, you are not left with choice. You are left in survival instinct. And that, my friends, is what we talk about here in The Scrumptious Woman. How can we move from survival instinct to a life that's thriving, that's scrumptious, that's energy moving through, that feels delicious and pleasurable? And for me, the only way out is through feeling fully every single sensation, emotion, and everything that comes up. That's it, my loves. Talk to you next time. Thank you for joining the Scrumptious Woman podcast. I appreciate you being here as time is your most precious commodity. If you enjoyed these insights, please hit the like and subscribe button. By doing so, you'll stay connected. Visit feelfullyyou.com for a wealth of resources, tools, and guidance to support your journey towards living a more scrumptious life. Follow me on Instagram under the handle Juliet Caraman, French spelling with double T-E, Caraman, K-A-R-A-M-A-N. Facebook, again, Juliet Caraman. Now don't keep this magic to yourself, but share this podcast with anyone who you feel will benefit from this energetic exploration. Spread the wisdom, ignite their inner fire, and empower them to embrace their true selves. Together, let's create this ripple effect of transformation and inspire others to embark on their own journey of self-discovery. Thank you for being part of our vibrant community. Stay fully you and continue to radiate your unique essence in all that you do.